0: you're listening to straight from the heart the bible teaching radio ministry of calvary chapel philadelphia our teacher here on straight from the heart is senior pastor joe foch we're currently in the new testament going verse by verse through the book of mark on today's broadcast we'll continue our study beginning in chapter six before we finish i'll give you some additional information so you can contact us with any questions or comments but first open your Bible to Mark chapter 6 and let's join pastor Joe as he continues
1: and Salome comes out 14 to 15 years old at the end of this and in some sensual dance pleases Uh, Herod Antipas and all of his lords so he shoots off his mouth hey whatever you want just ask me I'll give it to you to the half of the kingdom she goes back to her mom and says mom what should I ask for and she said the head of John the Baptist and she said happy Mother's Day mom that's why I love you I'd have never thought of that Get me the head of John the Baptist. But mom, he said, we could have half the kingdom. I don't want half the kingdom. Get me the head of John the Baptist. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And uh, John the Baptist knows that. She came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by, there's an urgency here and now in a charger the head of John the Baptist. That's not a, a Chrysler product, a charger. That's one of those, you know, one of those platters, you know, when they serve, they in a fancy restaurant, they bring your breakfast and they take the silver top off and you get, you know, Eggs Benedict. You know, bring me the head of John, there you go, honey, there's, there's your prize for dancing, the head of John the Baptist on a charger. Unbelievable. Here and now, she says, and the king was exceedingly sorry Yet for his oath's sake, his pride's sake, and for their sakes which sat with him, he would not reject her. Isn't that something? He shot off his mouth in front of his buddies. You know, you think he'd look at her and say, no way. Go tell your wicked mother she ain't getting John's hide. I'm protecting him. He's in the dungeon. If she ain't happy with that, I'm going to put her in the dungeon. All his buddies would have laughed and said, yeah, tell her. But for his pride's sake, he made an oath. He wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in prison. John the Baptist, what was it like? Footsteps, voices, key in the lock, the door open. Torches, executioner with a big axe coming into the cell. He had sent two of his disciples to Jesus and said, are you the one to come or shall we look for another? Wondering. He must have at first, when he was put into Marcaris, he's been there about a year. He must have first thought, hey, it's all right because Messiah is here. The axe is being laid to the root you know, he, the, the the grain's going to be gathered into the granary and the chaff is going to be burned with an unquenchable fire. I don't care. He's here. He's ready to do And he sat there day after day, no clock, in the dark, week after week, month after month, you lose track of time. And he must have wondered, Lord, where are you? I trusted you. I was your forerunner. I pointed to you. I said... You are the Lamb of God that should take away the sin of the world, that I should decrease, that you should increase. Lord, what's happening? And then it comes to this, you know, wasn't at all what he had conceived of. He thought that the Messiah was gonna set up the kingdom. Here comes the executioner, down comes the ax. And of course, John is free, soaring, soaring with no doubt angels by his side out of Marcaris into glory. They went, they beheaded him in prison, and they brought his head in a charger, gave it to the damsel, (laughs) and the damsel gave it to her mom. Here, mom. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took his corpse, they took the body, and they laid it in a tomb. And this is about a year uh, before the crucifixion. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And Jesus, no doubt at this point, hearing of John the Baptist, his disciples are coming back, very aware that the time is growing short. So he says to his disciples, come ye apart into a desert place and rest for a while. Now, this is going to be the feeding of the 5,000. We have two feasts set in contrast to one another here one is all of man's political power all the best of everything money can buy in the fortress secure one feast drunken perverted sensual and the other feast in the field with jesus and the disciples he says to them Come you yourselves apart into a desert place and rest for a while. Vance Havner said either come aside and rest for a while or come, come apart and rest for a while or come apart. Those are your, your choices. Uh, come apart and rest for a while or just come apart. Uh, again, uh, Wiersbe, uh said he was challenged by a woman in his church, you know, because he said he was gonna be on vacation and she came up afterwards and said, the devil doesn't take a vacation. And he said, I thought to myself, well, if he could go with you, he probably would. (laughs) And he said to the woman, the devil doesn't need a vacation. He's a spirit. I'm not. I drag this bag of bones around all the time. I'm an old man, and my physical frame needs a rest once in a while. He doesn't. He's a spirit. And Jesus knows our frame. It says he knows that we're dust. And he says to the disciples, let's go apart. Let's rest for a while. And just what it must have been, you know, uh, they've been going days on end, uh, out with authority from village to village. They come back to Jesus. They tell him the things that had going on. And what must it be like for him to sit and to look into your face and see, you know, let's take a break, guys. What do you say we we get across the Sea of Galilee? Let's take a couple days. Let's just go apart by ourselves alone. How's that sound? Let's just take some time together and go rest for a while they must have been saying yes and it says they got in a boat and they headed across the sea of galilee and you can imagine what they were talking about they probably talked about john the baptist they probably talked about the miracles that they saw they probably said how long are we going to take lord a three days well, what about if we take four or five what about if we take an even week, Sabbath to Sabbath? Let's just get aside and rest for a while. Just imagine their conversation, because it says, <clears throat> there were many coming and going, that's the way the world is, and they had no leisure, not even enough time to eat, it says, and they were serving Christ. And they departed into a desert place, a deserted place, by ship privately. So going across the Sea of Galilee, rowing. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. You can imagine them talking, heading across. Problem is, and the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and they ran afoot there out of all of the cities. King James, you gotta love it. They outwent them. And they came together unto him. So here's Jesus and a guy. He's heading across the Sea of Galilee. Spend time alone together. Let's get some R&R. Let's rest. It's beautiful. But the Sea of Galilee is seven miles across. It's 15 miles long. And anywhere from the northern end on the hill, you can basically see the whole perimeter of the lake. And it's 600 foot below sea level. There's hills all around it. And the people were watching. There they go. That's him. That boat there. Yeah. So the people start running around the Sea of Galilee. And other people are saying, where are you going? Well, Jesus, he said it that way. And the disciples, and masters, oh. The, and everybody starts running, you know. And as they're going, there's some little boy running out of the house. The mom, did you brush your teeth? You know, did you wash your ears? Did you take a shower? Did you, well, do you have lunch with you? Do you have a peanut butter jelly sandwich? No, I have two small, I have two small fish and five loaves okay okay go. and she chases him out of the house just being a good mom no idea she's going to feed 10,000 people that day with a couple of loaves and fishes and the, everybody runs around and here comes Jesus and the disciples up on the shore and there's 10,000 people waiting for them there you know let's go apart for a while and take a rest and the guys now their favorite saying their bumper sticker on their boat says send them away when Jesus now at this point when Jesus asked them what should we do they're always saying send them away send them away the people outwent them, <laughs> and they came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out of the boat, the idea is, he saw much people, and he was moved with compassion, and that's what always moves him, toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Isn't it interesting? He has compassion on them, Because they're like sheep not having a shepherd. So what does he do? He begins to teach them many things. To feed them spiritually. To tell them the truth. They're like sheep without a shepherd. So he takes the place of the good shepherd and starts to teach them. Starts to instruct them. The deepest need in man being for truth. He starts to teach them. Has compassion on them. Jesus never takes a rest from mercy and compassion. And Jesus, when he came, he saw them. He was moved with compassion. They were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, so how long this went on, it seems like it went on for hours. When the day was far spent, his disciples came to him and said, Lord, this is a deserted place. And now the time is far past, getting dark, the end of the day. That's where we are, by the way. It's getting dark. It's the end of the day. And um, he has compassion on us in this generation that we live, and I'm glad that he does. The time is far past. Send them away. Here's verse 36. They had a, a, a committee meeting here. And uh, this is their conclusion. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. We decided this is the best plan of action, Lord. Send them away. 5,000 men plus women and children, over 10,000 people. Send them away. And he said unto them, "You you know the record here, give ye them to eat and they said unto him shall we go and buy 200 penny worth 200 denarii which is about 6 month and about 8 months wages should we go and and spend 200 denarii worth of bread and give them to eat you know we're going to spend 8 months wages on bread here to feed 10,000 hungry people and he said unto them how many loaves have ye go and see. And again, it's lucky there was a kid there because if an adult had a PBJ, he'd have looked around and said, now if I pull this out, I'll start a riot. This is just tempt everybody's just be bad. Let's shh, honey, let's just be quiet. We'll go sit over there alone. You know, there was some little kid said, I got a PBJ I'll share, you know, and 10,000 heads turned around and look at him. You know, there's, there's thank goodness this kid is there. He's training the 12. He had sent them out without sustenance, without extra food, without extra clothes, and had preserved them. If they've gone from village to village, he's teaching them. Now he's teaching them about the resources of the kingdom because he's going to be crucified. He's going to rise and he's going to ascend, and in the book of Acts he's going to send them out to touch the world, and they're going to need to know about the resources of the kingdom of God. This miracle is the last miracle besides the resurrection uh, that is recorded in all four Gospels. The impression made upon the apostles this day takes this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and pushes it to the forefront of their minds so each Gospel writer includes it. And, And you just have to imagine they wanted rest. The multitudes come. No doubt they were a little bit jealous over the rest they thought they were going to have. Now they're trying to get Jesus to send the crowds away. He's telling them, you minister to the multitudes because they will do that in the book of Acts. And they say, Lord, we'd have to use eight months wages to buy bread for them. And he said to them, well, how many loaves have ye? Go and find out. Go and see. What are your resources? And when they knew, they said, well, we have five and two fish. Five barley loaves, listen, five English muffins and two sardines. That's what we have. And that's comparable to what it was. We have five barley loaves, we have two sardines. And he, Jesus, commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. It's springtime, the grass is green. And they sat down in ranks of hundreds and fifties. So, Jesus says, Oh, five English muffins, two sardines, make everybody sit down. Organize them into groups of hundreds and fifties. So, you can imagine the disciples, okay, you over here, okay, your family, guys, yes, you can sit together. Yeah, that's your friend. You always talk to her on the phone. Certainly, you can sit with her. You know, I know your cell phone's dead. You talked it to the death out here in the field all day. And, you know, they're arranging the people, and, the, and they never read the chapter. And the people are saying, What are we doing? Is there food? Are we going to eat? And the disciples are probably going, I don't know, five, you know, five English muffins, two starting. I don't know. You know, uh, uh, just imagine these guys with the impression that's going to come on them. They're arranging everybody for dinner, making them sit down, putting aisles between the groups of people. And they're thinking, probably thinking, it's good there's aisles. That way we can run <laughs> when we say, when we try to divide this up in itty bitty pieces, you know. And he commanded them to make everybody sit down in the green grass. And they sat down in ranks of hundreds and fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, the disciples don't know the story. They come back. Everybody's seated, Lord. He takes the five loaves and the two fishes. He looks up to heaven and blessed. He said, grace. Five five. English muffins, two sardines, 10,000 people sitting down in groups looking up at them. Jesus takes the the five English muffins and two sardines. Lord, thank you for this meal, Lord. Bless it. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for this food. He says, grace. Imagine what a sight that must have been to see his gaze towards the heavens. And he blessed and he broke the loaves and gave them the tenses kept giving them to his disciples to set before them and the two fishes divided he among them all the the language indicates that he kept breaking the miracle is taking place in his hand as he's breaking the bread it is replenishing itself and he's filling up baskets he's filling up and they're going out to the crowd distributing you can imagine you can imagine one guy you know Peter coming back and James going down and Peter saying is there's right there yeah I can't believe what you, you see what he's doing I can't believe it you believe it yeah the, and and they're going by each other and he's breaking and breaking and breaking and it's reproducing right in his head it's a miracle of creation and he's feeding and feeding and feeding breaking this little stack of five English muffins every time he breaks it there's more in his hand the miracles taking place right there and they're filling up baskets and distributing filling people are going "Uh, more over here please I just you know and and then the fish he's breaking the fish and and I bet I don't know if it's st. Peter's fish I I bet this this is not this was good fish I guarantee you people are going man this fish is fresh yeah, it is. It's being produced right up there on top of the hill, right the, you know, just, uh, you know, it, it must have been amazing because it says in the next verse, they all ate till they were filled. That's the word. It's a word glutted. You know how it is when, when you go somewhere and you're allowed to, we I don't mean eating is one of the things we have left, right? And you go somewhere and you eat as much as you want, and you're and and you and you're trying to loosen your belt under the table so nobody can see because you're glutted. You know you're thinking, oh, I wish I was home with sweatpants on. I can't believe I did this to myself again. And you're trying to be inconspicuous, and you're sweating and laughing, and that's the whole crowd. Ten thousand people leaning back because their bellies are so big, burping. I'll take a little more fish over here you know it says they all ate until they were filled till they were filled and these men looking at this never read the chapter filled with wonder they did all eat and were filled and they took up Twelve baskets, full of fragments, and of fishes, and they did that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men, males, plus women and children. Over ten thousand. Now imagine, he sends them out. He doesn't waste, because at the beginning of the day there was no waste. There were five loaves and two fishes. No waste. And at the end of the day, he doesn't want anything thrown on the grass. God had just produced, this was miraculous bread and miraculous fish. None of it was to be wasted. He sends them out to gather up what's left, and they come back with 12 baskets. It's the Hebrew word for a small basket that you would carry your daily provision in. So as the 12 apostles come back at the end of this laborious day, they come walking up the hill to where Jesus is, and each one of them, as a full basket of bread and fish, not 13, not one for him. He had said to his disciples in another place, I have meat to eat thereof that you, that you know not of. To do the will of my Father is, is my meat. He says, it's my meal, it's my feast. And to complete the work he sent me to do. Imagine these guys at the end of this day, the sun going down Everybody, they wanted to send away, sitting around full, and they all come with their own basket. He probably said, all right, men, why don't one of you guys say grace now? And what was that like? I'll tell you what it was like. It's in all four Gospels. It says in Zephaniah that when Christ comes and sets up his kingdom, it says, He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I guarantee you the rest they experienced at the end of this day far surpassed the rest they would have had if Jesus had just sent the crowds away. They selfishly wanted to spend time alone with him. They saw the multitudes. They said, send them away. I guarantee you the rest they had when they walked up and looked into his face. 10,000 people filled around them, each with their own basket full. When they looked into his face, and I wonder if he smiled, they felt more peace, more rest, than they ever could have received through physical rest. They were worn physically, but they were completely still within.
0: What a remarkable day it must have been. That concludes our teaching time here on Straight from the Heart. If you enjoyed today's message from Mark chapter 6 and would like to hear it again in its entirety, you can listen to it on our website for free at www.ccphilly.org. Just go to our homepage and click on Listen to Current Messages, then select Straight from the Heart and click on the study with today's date. You can also listen to today's teaching from Mark chapter 6 or any other message from Genesis to Revelation by downloading our free app on your tablet or mobile device. Just go to your app store and search for Calvary Chapel Philadelphia or go to our website and click the link for the mobile app. In addition to our app, you can also study the Bible with Pastor Joe by subscribing to our Straight from the Heart radio podcast, available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information on this broadcast or Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, don't forget to visit our website at ccphilly.org. Thanks for listening, and remember to join us next time as we continue with more great Bible teaching that comes straight from the heart.
1: Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, as far as the east is from the west, so hath he removed our transgressions from us. And like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. He knoweth our frame.